You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. I am interested in everything magical and mystical, but I am only an expert on my own experience and spirit crumbs. A topic we will be continuing today from last time, starting with a review of what I like to call the process of the three S's. After we get our first intuition about something, we then have our synchronicities, the coincidences that miraculously appear that are mirroring those things to us. So confirmations that we're on the right track then spirit crumbs. This is the synchronicity brought to you in a tangible form that you can take action on, like a course, a book, a person to talk to, a job. And then the serendipity, which is the energy that brings it all together and that allows us to realize that we have just experienced that whole process. And I feel like this is an important part because gratitude comes along with serendipity, which I didn't mention last time. And the more gratitude we have, the more we will receive these coincidences, these spirit crumbs, because then spirit will realize that we are actually looking for them. We are excited about them and we want to follow their lead. Which brings us to today's topic, which is how do we see them and how do we take action when we do realize that we've come across a spirit crumb? These are great questions, and I feel like many of us do it without even realizing it. We talked a bit about people who feel disconnected from this concept because it seems too spiritual. But if you know someone like that, or if you are someone like that, maybe it's just the fact that you feel lucky. You feel like things just happen, or you just know something's going to work out. And that's still on the scale of these processes, this synchronicity and serendipity. You might just call it something different. So what I also like to talk about in regards to how to know when one is showing up is realizing that it's very similar to other concepts we use too. So in terms of the synchronicities and the crumbs, maybe it's something that you usually call a sign. You know, when, so, when, you, when you're when you like, oh my gosh, that was a sign that I saw a license plate with that number again, or that this, this person said their name and it's the same name as the person whose course I want to take. Those things are also included. So for me personally, I will use an example of how I ended up going back to school in my late 20s. So I've been doing the same job for a long time and I really enjoyed it. I loved the people that I worked with. It was related to the um, first college course that I took and I was doing really well. I, I enjoyed it. 
but I just started to feel stagnant. Like I needed something different. And my, I was so restless all the time. I just, I was going to the gym all the time to really get out some extra energy. I just didn't know what the next step was. And I one day just wrote in my journal, I want to quit my job. <laughs> it was in July, it was July 7th. I can tell you that for a fact, it was July 7th and I, wrote that down and I didn't expect the how. And that's another key in this process is that when you have that intuition where you just feel like you know something needs to change or you get a first hint in your head of something that might be interesting to you, the key is that that serendipity, that spirit has to be able to work its magic to bring you the synchronicities. So I just let myself think and daydream about what I might like to do, what interested me, and I went about my routine though, still going to work, but being aware of anything that seemed different or exciting to me. And for a while, every night when I would get home from the gym and be sitting in my bed, I kept looking over beside my TV where I had this framed picture and it wasn't the picture itself. It's just for some reason I kept looking over there and it happened for probably a few nights, maybe a week. I don't really remember, but all of a sudden, this one day, it was bothering me so much of like, why do I keep looking over there? And I got up and marched over and looked and on the top of the stack of books that was back there was this book that said Interior Design Illustrated. And instantly, I had all of these flashbacks to when I was in school the first time for visual merchandising arts, we actually learned a lot about different creative things that we could do with similar skills. And the parts that I loved the most were interior design, home staging, all of those things. I loved the idea of like coordinating things together, which I was already doing in my current job, but it wasn't where I was drawn. I actually remembered at that point that when I graduated, everyone in my class would have told you I was going to be working in home goods and I ended up in fashion. So as soon as I saw this, it just flooded my brain with all these ideas of like how I could do different parts of that industry. And I started thinking, maybe I'll look at some continuing education courses on home decorating. So I got crazy excited. I started looking up all these different courses and every time I would find a course that was a, just a continuing education or a short course, I would just feel like there's something missing here. And then I realized that what I had been inspired by the most was at the same school I had gone to before the students doing interior design. And I looked it up and I keep in mind, this was also now August. And I realized I actually want to go to that school for interior design. It felt so right. And I was like, this is a clear step that it came up in one of my searches, um, the contact information for the office and the registrar's office. And I called and made an appointment to go talk to them, which I don't really often like going and having to talk to people, especially when it's something I'm not sure about, but I just followed it, even though I really was kind of scared, but I was also so sure that it was the right thing. So I went, I talked to the woman and I knew that really registration probably wasn't gonna be open because this is now August and usually they're filled up way before then. It starts in like March or something usually. 
And when I talked to the girl there, she told me she was, she said that that particular September was already full, but, and they were waitlisted, but that I could, because I had gone there before and had a, a good GPA, she could get me a spot in January. And I just said, I don't think so. But I, I really did like that place. So in the back of my head was like, even though I'm saying no, I'm probably going to do it. But the next thing she's, when I said to her, no, I, I really just feel like I have to do this now. Now's the time where I'm going to get back into my routine. And she kind of sighed a little bit and she said, you know what? I really shouldn't say this, but there's another school that I used to work for. They have a great program and they may still be accepting a couple of applicants if you want to apply now. So I did. And so that was my spirit crumb. The synchronicity was me having her number come up in my, in my feed and my search and her being available that week to take an appointment. But the spirit crown was her saying specifically what other school and program to apply for. And so of course I listened and I applied and I somehow got in. And so I had to quit my job and get all of my materials and sign up and do all my registration. And I started that September at the new school. And something else that I just wanted to say too, in regards to like intuition and um, learning what things to respond to. When I was in school, we had a bunch of courses in the first semester. And the one that I was dreading the most was the studio class where we had to be very creative and come up with our own ideas um, from scratch. And even though I considered myself a creative person, the idea of like the pressure of having no starting point other than like a general concept to respond to uh, was terrifying. And people seeing, you know, putting myself out there, people seeing my ideas, my creativity, because I'd been working for a company for so long where, yes, I did actually do my own thing quite a bit, but it was, it was still within the guidelines that that company had laid out. So I was avoiding this class and the first assignment was so out there. It was to listen to music and then draw what came to mind. And I was like, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. But I sat down and I did it. I did a bunch of songs and it was actually very kind of liberating. And I did well on it. And it turned out that we were creating something based on that. So my confidence grew enough that by the next project where we had to choose an artist to research, one or two artists, and create a, a gallery space based on their works, based on who they are. And I loved it. I also wanted to say that in this class, we were broken into two groups and one class had a prof that would outline each week what part of the project had to be done and when each drawing was due and my half was very open. We were given the whole project and he met with us every class, each person to see where our progress was and would offer guidance if we needed it for timelines, but otherwise it was up to us. And so I think this was like a six week project. And for me, I got so, so excited about this artist research 
And I ended up finding that I was researching Richard Serra, who does amazing, huge um, sculptures. And I realized that he had a connection to Philip Glass, the composer. And I found that fascinating. And Philip Glass would actually um, come to the openings for some of these ex exhibitions and he would play music within these large structures. And I came to school one day and I was like, can I have Philip Glass as my other artist? I know he's not a visual artist, but I was so excited. And then it ended up that by the end of this semester, each class, I would be the last person that this prof would come to talk to because we would just be talking about these artists. And at a certain point, it was kind of like everyone else had been dealing with details of like the furniture they were going to use, the colors of the walls, all of these other things. And I was still on like artist research and I was creating walls out of like sculptures. And I was just so into the art part of it that I kind of forgot about the design part of it until the last two, two weeks maybe. Um, and I even made a model for it, which wasn't required for this second um, project. And at a certain point, I had this intuition that was like, you should start looking at doing an MFA, a Master's of Fine Art after this, because, you know, you're so into art right now. And I looked up a bunch of programs and I realized that um, there was a university that had really great reviews and had a small class and gave you studio space. And I went to school and I had this intuition to just ask my professor about it. And when I did, he was kind of like, oh, I'm so glad you brought it up because like you're so into this art part of it. And then I said, you know, to be honest, I'm so excited about this. I don't really know if I can finish this this course, like this program, because it's a four year program. It was a degree program. And he actually just said, you know, I'm so glad you said that because I don't think you would be happy. It's all AutoCAD and computers after this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And he was like, but I wouldn't necessarily say that you should wait and do an MFA. You should do your undergrad at that school because just so happened, he recalled that he had done, uh, he had taught sessional there and he knew some of the professors and he was like, I think you would fit in great there. I think you would love it. And the other thing was that I really loved having the Arboretum on campus at the school I was at. And this school also had an Arboretum. And so it was even the environment that I was comfortable with. And so it made it a really easy choice. So I took his advice without questioning it um, because it was a specific program. I applied, I got in and I moved. And I, now I'm finishing the fourth, the fourth year, my final semester of that program. So, you know, if I hadn't trusted these spirit crumbs that showed up, like when it's a tangible thing that I can do, so, you know, having the meeting with the woman, applying to this specific program, um, listening to the intuition that led me to ask him and the synchronicity of him having taught at this other school and then suggesting the undergrad as opposed to the MFA, I wouldn't be where I am now. And it's one of those things where sometimes we get too lost in the what ifs and we don't follow through. And that action, if I hadn't taken action, if I had saw even the book, that was the first big crumb, right? Because the rest of it was more synchronistic, how it came together. But if I hadn't followed that weird inner intuition to go over and look at my desk and see the book and then actually do something with it, I could have just saw that book and thought, well, I don't want to draw or, you know, I don't want to 
um, do these renderings of, of rooms. I could have even thought like, oh, I don't want to go back to school, which I really didn't, to be honest. But something else that just came to me now that I said a lot at that time was when people would ask me, like, you're almost 30. Are you sure you want to go back to school for four years? And my answer was, well, I would rather go back to school for five years and do something that I love than stay doing what I'm doing now because it's the logical thing and do something I don't want to do for 30 more years. The idea then became, it was almost impossible to go back and get back into that routine because I realized that that's what I would be facing is possibly another 30 years of something I didn't like, or at the very least, at least delaying the next career option by a few years. So that was just kind of like, for me, a really good example of like how taking action can lead you to a whole other place. And it was such a tiny thing. Like I changed my whole life by, you know, just looking at a book and realizing what that was saying to me, what that following the intuitive guidance that came next. And then the synchronicities all because I said yes and started looking it up and researching, I was given the next steps. And I think that sometimes even myself, I do ignore things if it seems too scary or too big. And in my experience, anything I avoid ends up being very valuable. So that studio class that I did not want, I kind of felt an inner resistance because I felt that and then had amazing results from it. That told me, oh, well, scary things can be the best sometimes. And so even with Reiki, I didn't want to really have a hands-on practice of any kind. I had no real interest in learning that. But once I realized, oh, I have this resistance, but it's coming up all the time, there's got to be a reason for it. The worst thing that could happen is I take this course, I learn some new things, and then I can just have that as, you know, something that may apply to another modality or another practice that I have in the future. So I think we need to realize that even if we don't use every single piece of information that we seek, they are all transferable skills. There's always a time when that one little nugget of information might come up again, right? So I just really hope that this example kind of lays out for you what is possible because I really feel that my just automatic trust in the universe is what has allowed me to have the experiences that I've had in life. And these may come different ways. So the, like that was a variety of different ways that I got this information. And so this can be as simple as even if you're listening to this podcast and I mentioned, you know, an arboretum and you're like, for some reason, I feel like I need to learn about trees. Like it could be anything. And I think even the fact that like I, I mentioned the fact that you can sometimes have something come right in your lap and sometimes it seems too good to be true. And those are sometimes just because spirit is helping you speed up the process. And so taking action is just whatever you can do with that piece of information. If all you have for now is the idea and an Instagram post leading you to an online course, Maybe that's all you need right now. Or maybe just if somebody suggests a book, just getting the book and reading it is the first step. 
So it, it, it's a sliding scale of intensity. It's not always going to be really huge life-changing things, but everything adds up. And I believe that life is an accumulation of your experiences. And so when we allow ourselves to accumulate them, we have more experiences. Why don't we also talk for a second about why I named this podcast Spirit Crumbs to begin with. So I had taken Danielle Serenk's Empowered Podcaster course, and I was not really sure what I wanted to call my podcast, but I knew that I just wanted to talk about various things that have led me on my path and have other people talk about what led them to where they were, just to kind of give a variety of ways to do things in life and a variety of ways to get there. And I had been thinking of calling it Your Inner Light Worker because that is something I'm very passionate about in my offerings, in my readings, and I really want people to know that regardless of what path you're on in life, you have this inner light worker. We all are light beings and it doesn't mean we have to do this work full time, but it's just bringing that element of your inner light worker to your everyday life because it adds joy to the people around you. It makes life just feel easier for you. And so for a while, I thought that I was going to call this podcast your inner light worker and I felt really good about it. And then when I was doing one of my live card readings, I was explaining through spirit to someone I was doing a reading for that they needed to be looking for the spirit crumbs. (laughs) And I did not anticipate that this term that I had in my head used all the time, which I had never really said out loud, would resonate with people so strongly. One of those people was Lara at Aura Minerals, who I love and I'm fascinated by, and she just loved this term and she uh, used it in another podcast as well. And we have a whole bunch of spirit crumbs between the two of us. But when I realized how much that resonated with people, I, I thought to myself, you know what, because for me, calling them spirit crumbs is a way of calling them like spiritual breadcrumbs um, that are leading us somewhere. And, you know, the idea of synchronicity and those kinds of things can be very out there to some people. And it's not really something that sounds accessible. So these spirit crumbs in my head are like these breadcrumbs that you can see them, you can choose to ignore them or sweep them and put them somewhere or throw them out but it's something that you can at least react to. It's something that you have a choice about. You can choose to take that crumb and do something with it. And so that is kind of where the name of this podcast came in. And then what happened was when I was trying to think of how to do my intro, um, I was still kind of leaning towards your inner light worker, but when I had written out of nowhere, I just had this thought that I could call it spirit crumbs and then say leading you to your inner light worker and i had just posed a question to our facebook group for the people who were in the podcasting class when danielle serang replied to a comment in our initiation circle group and said that i was following the breadcrumbs and i thought what more of a spirit crumb of a sign do i need and so that is why i ended up on this specific title and I think it fits 
exactly what I'm trying to do with this podcast, which is showing you little tidbits and examples of ways that these these spirit crumbs can come to you and then how they lead you to a, a more joyful and lighter way of life. So that was just kind of how that actually came to be. Another example of me receiving a spirit crumb was that I had this intuitive thought one morning where I was getting ready for work and I all of a sudden just remembered that years before I had started researching Celtic astrology or Celtic horoscopes and trees and all of this nature-related symbolism. And just quickly before I left, I looked up what my tree and animal would be. And then I finished getting ready for work and was like, I'll come back to this later. And I went to work. I'd only been there maybe 20 minutes and my manager came over to me and said, Andrea, I don't know. I thought maybe you might know something about this, but do you know anything about Celtic astrology? Such a weirdly specific synchronicity and I looked at her and was like did I are you kidding me right now like did I message you like I was freaked out because it was almost instant it was within the 10 minute drive plus whatever time I'd been at work since I had just looked mine up and I said to her I'm thinking of getting back into it I explained the coincidence the synchronicity to her and then when I went home I just looked up that um that symbolism again and then I went I'd been on Facebook marketplace I had been weirdly obsessed with it um because it was the pandemic and I didn't want to go to stores and I looked up oracle cards because I would do that occasionally just to see if a new deck that I hadn't seen before came up and that day it was a deck called the Celtic Oracle uh, Wisdom of Trees I think or the Celtic Tree Oracle I think it's called and i was like oh my god i need this but then i also was trying not to buy too much so it's like i'll see if it goes on sale a bit and that'll be my you know spirit crumb my my synchronicity that i meant to get this deck and sure enough i don't know how long after maybe a week or so um the price was reduced and i was like okay i'm just gonna get this and then I did. I went and I, I bought it and I went and picked it up from the lady's house, brought it home and I opened it and I was like, this is so cool. And I pulled a reading for myself and then thought, oh, well, you know what? These are cool, but I don't really feel like it right now, which is funny because I was so sure I needed them. And I was like, no, it's okay. What I've come to over understand over time is that sometimes I, I need to have it, but for a particular other time. So a little while went by and then I had a reading from Amber, Malibu Medium. It was an Akashic Record reading. And in that reading, she brought up the fact that one of my guides is a fairy and that I have lived many past lives as an elemental as opposed to a human. And that I have this connection to trees and animals and nature spirits. And the day after that, I was so excited and I just felt intuitively that I needed to use that deck and the messages since then I've been pulling one per day which was a couple months ago they are exactly what I'm dealing with in the time so I was meant to have them 
it was just for a different time. And that's the serendipity, right? That timing element where I can look back now and see why I was meant to be drawn to all of these things. I might not have given it a second thought had my manager not reinforced the concept that day because I tend to just float through these ideas if I don't have time to sit and actually bookmark pages and read through it. It was such a passing thought in the morning. So just to remember that there are like many ways of getting these different synchronicities and spirit crumbs. I would love to hear from anybody who has any of these synchronicities or can look back on the serendipity that brought them to all of their spirit crumbs, because I think in a future episode or maybe multiple episodes, it would be really fun to share them just because I feel like the more examples we have, the more likely it is that more people will start to recognize these and have the awareness of them. So feel free to send me a message and I will try my best to include them. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.